Yeah, 27 minutes it is before 9 p.m. Joined by uh, Karabo Mashukhane. He's the SMME expert and founder of 2020 Insight uh, on the line. Karabo, we lost you there for a bit, uh, but uh, you were still uh, talking about, uh, I guess, uh, some of the categories of support or relief measures that are on offer. Yes, so I think, you know, those covers those, but there's a lot of, I think, private sector initiatives that are going to start popping up. Mm. Um, And, you know, I was speaking to the managing director of Balawoth Yakula, which is their enterprise and supply development program, uh, Prudence Kololo today, and she was in a meeting with the chairperson of their board, just discussing a funding solution for uh, for small businesses and their programs to just give them some relief. And uh, you know, Balawoth, for example, has a company that that also provides uh, power generators and things. And so, looking at some form of a a combined effort that they can do to give some relief. So, I think a lot of these are going to start coming up. and you know it's a it's a it's a it's great initiative. The only sad part about it, I think, is that uh, it, it's not a solution that is you know if we had proper energy and businesses were viable and we we're looking at adding uh, solutions to the economy to make things run more efficiently, uh, etc. And just adding to the GDP that we have, that would be great. But we are making up, I think, for a break in the system. You know. Uh, <clears throat> Which is, which is, uh, I suppose, a, a bit of a, a setback all around because it means uh, we're having to divert solutions that should have been, and funds and, and initiatives and energy that should have been utilized to grow the economy just to patch up uh, uh, in, uh, areas where, where, we, where we're struggling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as much as the world is moving to, it's in the green direction, uh, you know, we always look at, at, at government as a, as a kind of a, a cooperative, a, a service cooperative a general purpose service cooperative where all of us as, as citizens come together and say, look, there are services that we individually cannot uh, uh, provide to ourselves efficiently, so we task government with that and people pay tax and contribute equitably towards that. Uh, and that includes security, that includes uh, uh, electricity, that includes uh, uh, education, health, etc. And what we are finding more and more, I think, in the country is that this cooperative that we have is not is, is not able to provide those efficiently. So individually, everybody's having to create their own solution uh, in terms of security, in terms of private education, in terms of private health care, uh, and now in terms of energy. And what that really amounts to is essentially a higher tax rate because you're already paying a tax for those to be provided by government, mm-hmm. and now you're having to take money out of your own disposable income and sometimes a lot of the times money that you don't have to now finance this thing where government is unable to pay you. You know, and, and it, you know, at the end, I suppose, it looks like we'll, we'll end up having to put money together to, to also just uh, close uh, uh, potholes, etc., and, and, and other areas. So it is quite sad, and I think the best solution and the best way out for us uh, would be for government to, 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 to improve the operations at ESCOM how, uh, and be able to provide the solution and so that when we do transition towards a more uh, a greener sort of power uh, solution, it is not from a back foot, but it is on the back of an economy that's already working where the solution is here and we're actually adding to the productivity of the economy and, uh, and, and efficiencies of the economy. And I think there's obviously a lot of investment happening in energy uh, currently and uh, we're going to have uh, you know, a lot of exciting solutions coming through. I was listening to mm-hmm. an interview earlier today that uh, Dr. Parilu Hosla had, had, had given around some, some solutions that they're working on using technologies that had been discovered you know, 100 or so years ago by Nikola Tesla that are now being revived. So I think there's just this global effort, and, and eventually we will find solutions that will probably end up providing us energy 
at a rate that is cheaper than what we can get from coal. Uh, it is just unfortunate that right now we're having to pay up premiums. And, you know, government incentives simply means that government has to take those funds from the taxpayer anyway. Mm. So it's not really a net effect is that it's an increase in, 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 in taxes to the economy but, and, but and Karabo, diversion of resources. S- yeah. Some of the stuff, I mean, that's needed, even if you look at the roadmap that ESCOM released last week or the national, the Neocom released last week, mm-hmm. all of these things take time. Um, and I assume every hour in trade, you know, is an hour of overheads. It's an hour of you know, uh, costs for entrepreneurs that aren't associated with any meaningful sales because the lights just go off. So, you know, what do we do in the intervening period uh, between now and ultimately solving the ESCOM issue and maybe getting new generation technologies on on grid, getting transmission lines right, fixing our distribution infrastructure and so on? Yeah, you know, there's a saying that economists like that, that, you know, when people are putting together solutions and saying in the long run, this is going to have such and such an effect. And they say, well, in the long run, we are all dead. That's Keynes. You know? Yeah, Keynes said that. Yeah. In the long run, <laughs> yeah. all of us are dead. All of us are dead. Yes, yes. Sorry. Thank, thanks for, for that. So, um, you know, un- unfortunately, that is the situation. In the long run, we, we will find a better way of producing energy for, for the world. But currently, we simply don't have it. And we've seen with Europe uh, reverting to coal uh, energy, etc. in the winter. So, you know, the, the reality is that we don't really have a lot of options. I think a lot of money are gonna, is going to have to be spent, but ultimately the solutions are going to be less efficient and less uh, uh, stable and reliable than uh, what we can currently get from coal and, and the nuclear power sort of solutions that we have. And and there isn't a, a short-term, uh, short-in-the-arm sort of solution, except for really for ESCOM, to start being able to provide, you know, there's a lot of capacity that is underutilized. I think it's operating at less than almost half of its capacity now. So there's capacity that is there that must just be utilized. And one hopes that uh, as, as sort of the nation becomes more and more impatient around this issue, then uh, that, that, that will incentivize government to really start uh, solving this issue, at least in, in the short term, so that by the time that long term comes, uh, we're still around to, you know, at least our children, etc., are around to, to experience it. Yeah. You did say earlier on, just as we wrap up, that, um, you know, it depends on your line of economic activity, uh, to what degree load shedding might affect you and to what degree you might have to put in place a contingency measure. Will we see smaller businesses departing from, you know, things like light manufacturing or any value-adding activities, uh, which by their nature require consistent and continuous supply of electricity? Yeah, I think, you know, it's difficult under current economic circumstances to pivot your business and move to to other opportunities, you Mm. know. And by and large, because this is one of the biggest problems we have, if, if a company is in, in, in engineering and manufacturing, probably a, a, a switch to, to uh, green energy manufacturing and engineering is probably one of the best switches that they can do because of the incentives that are around and the financing that they get and because obviously that market is growing and it's real and it's there. And so at least you solve one part of the problem uh, in terms of, you know, obviously the market that is there. And you're also able to get the financing to to also sort out your own production and be able to produce this with, with other energy solutions. So that, that, I think, is probably going to be the primary solution. But, you know, the, the, the disruption in our activities in the economy, in our day-to-day lives, also 
creates generally when there is a change in how people are doing things, there is some inefficiencies that come in and some discomforts that come in. And I think for you know for people that are observant, it's, it's really just to watch what people are doing and how they are trying to cope with these things and see what solutions a person can provide and how you can assist them to to cope better with these things. You know, when you look at mm. uh, restaurants, when you look at other areas where there's public gatherings, etc., where there are struggles to cope with this thing here, any uh, I suppose entrepreneurs can look at that and just really put uh, heads together and think, you know, what what could I possibly come up with? What can I do? Who do I know? Or who can I engage with to try and and solve specific pockets of problems and 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 still keep you know and still and still keep our businesses and ourselves going? Yeah, yeah. Karabo, always a pleasure catching up with you, Pru. We'll have to leave it here for tonight. Thank you very much for your time. No, thank you. That there was a Karabo Mashukhana SME expert and the founder of 2020 Insight uh, joining us for our SMME exchange. Yeah, what do we do now in the short term? And uh, to what degree can all of those things enable uh, continuous trade and operation? Uh, because if not, uh, the, the, uh, the impact or the implication or even the consequences of that are said to be disastrous.